So, Jason, is your sleep just like completely screwed up right now, or? Oh yeah. Does it does it anything matter? It's <laughs> nothing nothing matters. matters. Like sleep what? Okay. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, you lost an hour of sleep because of daylight savings time." You're like, "What? That's a blip. It's a blip on the radar for lost sleep." <laughs> like. Yeah. So, uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Wee. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepared to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is March 14th, 2021, and this is episode 510. Company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a 1-1 week for the Pacers with games against the LA Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the hometown of Jameson Brewers, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Hope everybody is having a good pie day and... uh enjoys the Ides of March when this podcast comes out. And uh, shout out to my father-in-law, who has a uh, birthday on St. Patrick's Day coming up this week. Sweet. Happy birthday. And from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Two birthday shout-outs for me as well. Uh, one uh, fan of the show from the very early days, uh, Jennifer Drinkwater. Her birthday is on the Ides of March. And uh, my father, his uh, birthday is on St. Patrick's Day. So um, we'll be uh, nice. drinking some green beer, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out. Also, also, yeah, tomorrow is uh, my, my niece's birthday. I think she's uh, hit the big 08 mm. tomorrow. It's a Frankie. Big OJ. Uh, mm. Yeah. If you're uh, uh, listening to this against, uh, you know, common sense and uh, your, your parents' uh, advice orders, then, uh, yeah, then happy birthday. Um, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind you this show is brought to you by you. Uh, if you could, if you head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, um, you are able to support us for as little as a dollar a month. Um, got uh, uh, higher packages as well, but a uh, dollar a month can help support us, and uh, really, really makes a difference, helps support what we do. Again, that's patreon.com slash undebeatables. Well, guys, the the, uh, the All-Star break's done. The Pacers uh, and the rest of the league are, are back in business. We are on to the second half of the season. Uh, of course, the, the you know the the schedule is uh, 
uh, is released, and we're we're uh, we're going after it. The first game of this uh, second half, the Pacers take on the Lakers, um, March Friday, March twelfth, and they lose this one, one hundred five, one hundred. Uh, they look good for for the bulk of the game and let it slip away. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon dropping twenty nine. Uh, Demonis Sabonis, 20 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, Aaron Holiday looking all right off the bench with 10 points. And uh, Kyle Kuzma ripping us uh, pretty solid, 24 points off the bench. Last night, and these are the West Coast games, these are later, but this one, uh, Saturday, March 13th, uh, Pacers head to Phoenix, and they win this one. 122-111. 122-111. It's nice to get a win. Karis LeVert on the floor. And he's in the building playing some games. And, you know, seven points. I'm sorry, 13 points. Um, seven rebounds, which is, uh, you know, not, not too bad. Uh, Tamana Sabonis, 22 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, McDermott, 22 off the bench. Brogdon dropping 25. Devin Booker, uh, high scorer on the Suns at 20 points. Um, we gotta gotta win, and when we got Karis Levert, I think those are the those are the two main points. We're we're looking uh, not that great in the in, in the standings, but everything's super bunched together, so um, we certainly can make some headway before you know before this season ends up. Jason, what did you what did you see from these two games this this week? Well, I mean. Yeah, it's good. Good to have basketball back in our lives, I guess. After mm-hmm. um, I thought, I thought the team played well in both of these games. You know, we talked before the break about how coming out of the break, this is a, a really rough stretch. We have seven games in the next, or, or seven games in eleven days. Six of those on the road, um, all against really, really, really good teams, um, with a couple back to back sprinkled in there, obviously. So it's going to be a tough stretch. So the Lakers' loss um, in what was a very winnable game is is hurtful. <laughs> like, we're going to need everyone mm-hmm. we can get in this stretch, right? Yeah. Uh, they're going to be very hard to come by, and that was one that we just let slip away, just gave away. Um, up 12 with, I think, 10 minutes left or something like that. Then proceeded to commit six turnovers in the fourth quarter alone. Um, like you said, Kuzma kind of went nuts on us and then yeah we lost the lead couldn't get it back and that's that i was really impressed with the way the guys um bounced back against phoenix the following night i mean phoenix for those of you that are that haven't been paying to the paying attention to the the nba as a whole um is not a, a seller dweller this year they're actually a very very good basketball team um i think they had one uh, I don't know a lot in a row basically and and we're on a pretty yeah, good stretch. Yeah, they won f- five in a row and they were like 7 of 10 or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And and yeah. second in the or nine west of 10, or something maybe. like that. Yeah. Um but super good basketball team. And the Pacers were up by 20 in this game, over 20 um for stretches. Uh, a little bit disappointing as we almost let this slip away in the fourth quarter again, committing eight <laughs> turnovers and playing some really sloppy basketball. Um, looked like there's some tired legs out there and tired minds, I guess, by the end of the game. But a really impressive win. I thought that Sabonis played super well, triple-double, obviously, in that, that Phoenix game. But contributions up and down you know, from 
you know, everybody. Like, so, uh, we'll take it, you know. If you would have told me we go one and one out of those two games, I would have taken it beforehand. I'm just a little bit disappointed now after that, the way the Lakers game went, you know. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I was uh, so pleased watching that Lakers game, just the way that we came came out um, and looked like we belonged. There was a bounce in our step. I thought we were um, executing really well on both ends. Uh, this is – it was some of the best defense I've seen this team play. And I thought, well, hell, we just needed a, a reset maybe. Coming out of this break, like, we look like a different team. And, um, you know – Losing that down the stretch, you know, we were up eight at the end of the first, up eight at the end of the, uh, the, the third. You know, we were, and like you said, we were up twelve uh, down the stretch and still lost this game. Um, you know, the Lakers are championship team and they find ways to win games. And you know, it does it does hurt because we need all the wins we can get. And we, and I thought we outplayed them for three and a half quarters, or you know, um, sure. but. You know, and so I, I was a, a, as concerned as you were as though, you know, um, that maybe this is just a, a mental thing. You know, maybe we're just in a, you know, a loser mentality that even when we play really well, we're not going to win down the stretch because we don't have the um, the fortitude for it. We're just, um, you know, in a downward spiral and then come out on a, uh, the second night of a back to back and beat a really good team. The same pep in the step, same execution offensively and defensively. Um, I thought, you know, I've I've called our uh, defensive rotations chaotic because it's just a lot of it's like trapping and it's like fake doubles and it's like it's rotating and it's switching and there's just a lot going on defensively and we lose guys in that and people get wide open three pointers or they get shots of the bucket but when it's done well it does really work <laughs> um, I'm just impressed to see when it's on a string how impressive that defense is and I thought for long stretches in that Phoenix game we played that kind of defense yeah for sure I'll agree with that um, you know it, it there is wonkiness especially coming out of the break I thought that in that Lakers game neither team was executing particularly well on the offensive end particularly shooting the ball um, yeah, poor Justin Holiday couldn't throw it in the uh, grape in the ocean for like yeah. most of either of these games. I mean, right. he hit a three and <laughs> um, you know had a couple buckets, but like it was it was rough watching him go. Um, what did you think of uh, Karis LeVert's performance? Um, obviously, that's going to be the hot topic, you know, coming out of this weekend or whatever. I so first of all, just shocked by how tall he is. I mean, he's a big guy. I, I've. Yeah. He's really tall. I mean, I, I think they list him at six seven, but I mean, he just looks really tall to me. Um, I thought he um, he looked a little rusty, but I also loved his activity. Like, I mean, his shots were coming off, uh, you know, a little rough. They were kind of bouncing, rolling around, and bouncing out. Uh, he didn't shoot a great percentage in that game. Um, what was it, five of eighteen or something like that? But uh, at least. Yeah. But but I really liked his activity. Um, he does stuff that we didn't have since we've lost Oladipo. He can get into the lane. He can create his own shot. He has this lean back that's uh, like you can't defend that. You can't block it. It's 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 almost a you know sort of a Dirk or a Durant sort of fadeaway um, 
after on a, on a hard stop that's really impressive. He also went after loose balls. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, he gets seven rebounds in this game, but that's one of the things that this team lacks, right? We just we for whatever reason, you know, we just get the bad bounces on those on those balls, and he was on those. And and I you know and you know we rebounding and defense have been the problem in this losing streak, and he comes in and gets seven rebounds. Um, it's really important. We also um, we tied the Lakers uh, in rebounding and uh, out-rebounded the Suns. So um, that's positive. I'm not saying that's all from Levert. I'm just saying that's a positive coming out of the break that uh, we're trying to um, you know, fix some stuff that was broken. So uh, I, I thought it was a good debut. He didn't shoot the ball well, but I think you, know, you look at a team like Phoenix and go, this is a team we might have lost to if we didn't have another option or um, mm-hmm. a guy that could you know, score 13 points. Sure. Maybe we could have done that collectively from the bench, but he does so much stuff that allows other guys to do stuff. And I think Brogdon looked great in this game. I think, you know, uh, the defense isn't as much focused on him when you've got a, a Levert out there. It's almost like the, you know, uh, you design a team <laughs> and then you're missing a main cog and it doesn't work as well as you want it to. And then you put that cog in and you're like, Oh yeah, this kind of makes sense. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even on, on a night, you know, where, you know, it's clearly his first night back. I think Levert's going to be, um, an incredible addition to this team. I think we're lucky to have him. I see why the team made this trade. This is fantastic. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, going from, uh, a McBuckets in the starting lineup to a Levert who, you know, McBuckets can put the ball on the floor and go to the basket, but it's, it's more because he realizes how hard the guy's closing out because they think he's going to shoot like he doesn't create right. his own shot necessarily right um yeah and brogdon was uh, i agree amazing in, in that phoenix game and also the the lakers game it, without brogdon in that first half um we could have easily been down 15 at halftime or something you know he just came out on fire mm. and like clearly he and aaron holiday were hanging out during the break like practicing those like one-handed floater things from like 15 to 18 feet or whatever because <laughs> um, they both look solid on those yeah no lavert's gonna be a, a huge uh addition to this team like going forward uh on both ends of the floor i think which is uh good to see you know you, you cheer for a guy like that 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 went through what he just went through and he's you know, from all accounts, just a good kid, and mm-hmm. um, you know, he's excited to fit in. You, you could see the guys on the bench super excited for him to try to get his first bucket, uh, and the, and it like rolled out, and like the whole bench was like just pissed. Um, it was it was great. He his first point as a pacer was from the free throw line, mm-hmm. and all four guys. You know how everybody kind of comes up and gives you sort of like a you know pat on the butt or like you know shakes your hand when you hit him mm-hmm. everybody like really came up and like made it like clear that they were very happy for him that his first you know shot had gun and it was it was really cool um i'm glad the guys are embracing him and uh, you know he has the skill set uh to make this game look easy and even though the the ball was sort of rattling out uh in this game um he's got a silky smooth game and i think i think you know um, we're going to really, really appreciate that as fans going forward. For sure. For sure. Shout out to the bench units in both of these games, too, that made a big difference. You know, the bench unit in that um, Lakers game, you know, f- basically changed the game because they played so well. They, like, broke out, 
you know, extended the lead to 12 points, forcing Vogel to call a timeout and, like, basically bring LeBron back and, uh, you know, save the game at some level for, from a Lakers perspective. Um, and then in the Phoenix game, without Jeremy Lamb, you know, actually I was quite scared because the, you know, our bench unit was, uh, it was, uh, what was it? Aaron Holiday, McConnell, Sumner, McBuckets and McBuckets and Goga and Goga. And I was like, we are just going to get murdered. Like this, (laughs) this does not look good. Like, um, but they held their own. Real small. You know? Real small. Yeah. Outside of here. And then in the second half, didn't even put Gogo out there, I think, like, worth yeah. the rotation so that Sabonis was out there. But, yeah, right. super small. But but Phoenix was also going very small, so it worked. Um, and the guys just – that unit just plays very scrappily, I think, you know, mm-hmm. headed by T.J. McConnell. But I thought also Ed Sumner had a couple steals and is super active and, like, unafraid to guard the other team's, like, best guy. Like, I think there were mm-hmm. stretches in the – it, was it in the Laker game? Like we had him guarding LeBron and it was like, uh, I think for a bit, obviously yeah. LeBron like went straight to the post and was like, all right, let me just abuse this guy. Yeah. But like, yeah, I like the effort, you know, like, it well, was, and, and it was uh, Brogdon took, uh, the effort, uh, you know, spent a lot of time on LeBron in mm-hmm, that game too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brogdon's, he's big, um, for a point guard, but like, that's a, that's a big assignment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a, for sure. For anybody. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, everybody seemed to just come to work and, and play hard. I, you know, there were slightly more turnovers than you'd like in both of these games, like you said, especially down the stretch. But I think in that Phoenix game, we only had, you know, I feel like it was five or six in the first half, you know, so we were keeping it in the right range. Um yeah, I, I, I like the way we're playing. Um, you know, Sabonis looked great. Uh, shout out to uh, him. Uh, he got his fifth triple-double of the season, which um, we know that he now has eight, which is a, a Pacers record, um, all-time record. But with his fifth in the season, he passed Lance Stevenson for the amount of triple-doubles you get in one season. Um, mm. s- sorry, Joey. I mean that just seems disrespectful to do that. You you guys remember, like when Jermaine Jermaine O'Neal had a chance to beat Reggie's record, he didn't do it. That's know? right. Yeah, he just sat and down. He was like, "I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I want Reggie and, to have the and, record." And Sabonis should have done the same thing, you know, but he decided not to. So Sabonis well, is like getting to a new level of uh, ridiculousness. Have you noticed that he like just sprinkles in like behind the back passes now, like? when they're like not necessary but he still just does it he's like just in the flow he's like it's like stevie ray vaughn like playing guitar or something like that he's like yeah i'm just gonna play this behind my back like doesn't matter it's like uh also uh mcdermott what did he score in the phoenix game i mean it was insane it was like 20 points two, i think yeah, yeah. 22 points. he was fantastic i thought uh, Miles Turner looked really good particularly in the first half i just thought everybody came to play uh and also defensively you mentioned, uh, Joey, that uh, Booker led the team with 20 points. He averages 25, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we um, we went to work. We did business. Uh, and we got a win out of it. And there are no moral victories. Um, but I was pleased with the way we played Denver on the last game before the All-Star break. I was pleased with the uh, way we played against the Lakers. You know, there was just a long stretch where we looked bad. 
in these last three games against really good teams. Yeah, we're one and two, but, you know, I like the way we're playing. Not only did we look bad, Daenery said <laughs> during that Phoenix game was like, yeah, it's been a rough patch. The Pacers have been 5-13 and 13 over the last 18 games or Blah. something like that. And uh, I knew it had been bad, but for some reason when he said that, I was like, wow, we've been horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we've been real bad. Not good. Uh, um, the uh, trading away Oladipo and not getting anything in return. Not replacing him. Appar- yeah. Apparently was <laughs> was not the uh, the best thing for the season record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, with analysis like that, you're going to be a GM here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things where you're like you're in the moment and you don't even notice it. And we were competitive yeah. in a lot of games, so you felt like we, we no, I agree. Better, I agree. But we yeah. also got blown out by thirty a lot of times. Yeah, you know, sure. And I think that. we it took Same. overtime to beat the Cavs. So, you know, I'm hoping that things are turning around. That's I've you know, that's that's the reason we're fans, right? Hope springs eternal. That's right. I like the way we're playing. Um, you know, I uh, I listened to an interview with uh, coach Nate Bjorkren. I still I still don't know what to I still what, don't know. What, to, what, what did you like put that in quotes or whatever? Like air quotes, <laughs> like coach whatever. <laughs> Uh, that's his name and his title. Like that's pretty straightforward. Sure. Um, and he, they, they, they said, you know, are, are you coming out of uh, the break trying new things? And he said, no, no. I just want. I just. We just need to get better at the things that we were doing. Like we just. We put an entire new offensive and defensive scheme at the beginning of this season on this team. And you know, he always talks about how how uh, tied together the team is and and their their basketball IQ and all that stuff. But like he's like, look. This stuff takes a long time to figure out, and we've mm-hmm. just got to keep getting better at it. And, um, you know, he said that's what's changing. We're just getting better at it. So, um, you know, shout out to uh, Coach Nate Bjorkren uh, for, for uh, believing in his system and believing in the guys. And, and I, I, you know, I hope this does, uh, you know, continues to, to look up. I'm, I'm, I feel so much more optimistic I, uh, than I did, um, you know, even a week ago. Yeah, well, we'll see how you feel in a week because uh, the schedule this week is rough. But uh, I got Mon- Karis Levert, so yeah, sure. Monday, Monday at Denver. Okay, uh, so we get, maybe get some revenge uh, in that game. Uh, Wednesday, return to the Fieldhouse to host the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. A Karis Levert revenge game, maybe. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Friday at Miami and Sunday at Miami. And Miami Ugh. has been playing very good basketball of late. Um, They're nine of ten, I believe. Something like that. Yep. And the one game they lost, I think Jimmy Butler missed or something like that. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Joe, what you calling? I mean, obviously a sweep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a sweep. <laughs> Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, you've got your, like you mentioned, the Karis Levert uh, revenge game. And, um, you know, he's going to want to show those guys that, uh, you know, he was undervalued by uh, by the team. And, uh, you know, I think he wants, he's got to, he's going to, you know, I believe he wants to show, um, you know, his new team um, what he's what he's capable of, you know. 
So, and the team's clearly excited about him. So, for sure, we're gonna go on a go on a tear. And um, you know, we're going going to Miami, but they're not going out to the club. So, uh, I don't know. Isn't Florida yeah. pretty much like? Yeah, Florida's wide, wide open. open. No masks, nothing. Uh, well, you want. I yes, um, but bench made NBA that quite clear. You're not supposed to be going to the club. Right. 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 Um, that's my understanding. Was that you just uh, have to NBA, order NBA order uh, food in at the hotel essentially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Bottle service to your room, right? Right, 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 right. All the strippers have to wear masks. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, COVID, man, it's no fun. Just a I'll lot of no what, fun I, things. I didn't, you know, it's that's when it affected me personally, you know, I, I did, not until then. <laughs> um, so you're calling the sweep. Uh, I'm going to call uh, a one in three week, but I think it's it's a really good week. I think we're not getting blown out by 30 in any of those games. I think we're really competitive. And I think this is the launching pad for this week of close competitive games, even though it's one in three, is a launching pad for us to, to – uh, Get to the fifth seed. I like it. Torment. Yeah. I would be, uh, I'm going to expect that I will be ecstatic after a two and two week. Okay. Two and two would would, uh, meet us in the middle on the sweep and the one and three. So, Mm -hmm. as a pod, we'll say two and two. Perfect. Prove us wrong, Pacers. Prove us Harper, wrong. yeah, he Harper just messaged me. He said uh, he predicted we we're going to get swept. Mm. I don't know. Maybe he's in a bad. <laughs> Why would he say? Why would he say that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh man, I don't know. He's in timeout this week because of that. So, <laughs> um, all right, guys. Um, well, I'm excited to get these. You know, excited to have basketball back. Excited to. Uh, see how the Pacers respond to this. You know, this is a real challenge. Um, excited to see how they respond. So, um, can I uh, can I do an anti shout out? I mean, I suppose yeah. it's a shout. I don't know. One of the reasons why the Pacers are on the road all of March is that Indianapolis has decided to take on the entirety of the uh, March Madness. Shout out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I, Shout out for the super spreader event that is coming to Indianapolis. We've got people from all over the country uh, coming this way. And also it's putting my Pacers on the road for uh, a, basically a whole month. But, you know. It's, it's like their rodeo trip, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Except, this is their bonding. Worse. You're right. It's their launching pad. It's their launching pad. Um, so, anti-shout out to Indianapolis. I mean, this is, you know, in every, in 49 states, it's basketball, but here it's something else. I don't know. A, a super spreader go? event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? The twenty-five percent uh, capacities at, at the games? Is no, I don't even think that. I don't know. It was only eight thousand at the um, Big Ten, which is, I mean, the Lucas Oil holds eighty-eight thousand or something. So I don't know what they're going to do. Is it twenty-five percent? That's that's the last I'd heard. If they were they were, they were changing it often, so they're uh, they're also like putting a court in the like 
convention center too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna be weirdo. In the convention center? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they're playing like okay. in a. Um, I don't know what it's called now, but when we were growing up, it was called the Pepsi Coliseum, at the State Fairgrounds. Oh yeah, at the at the fairgrounds. Yeah. I don't know what it's called now, but that's where the Pacers it, uh, uh, began. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, they're doing, um, and I think uh, IU and Purdue are hosting as well, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. You are correct. Yeah. Who's uh? Did you guys see what seed Duke was? I, I didn't. I don't know if I saw what their seed was this year. I don't know. Are they also gonna gonna play in the NIT like Xavier? I I heard a rumor that they weren't allowed to go to the thing because they all have COVID. Is that is that just a rumor? Um, they they're out. Yeah, they're out. I'm just uh, rubbing it in. Mm. They they're, they're not making the tournament. <laughs> uh, and they I just looked. They they turned down the NIT, so their their season is over. So turn down the NIT. Yep. This isn't because of COVID. It's because they're that bad. Um, no, I don't. I th- I think that they were <laughs> uh, pretty roughed up by uh, COVID nineteen. Okay, fair enough. So, but uh, Kentucky's also uh, not in the tournament, the NCAA as well. Really? Wow. Yeah. What a year. Yep. What a year. Anyway, uh, we will be back with you on Thursday, and. Um, some uh some yeah, more Yeah, get your brackets ready. Yeah, get your, I mean this is this is your, your last minute warning. I think Tuesday's the play in game. Get your get your bracketology all in line. Um Yep. So we'll be back with you then. Um <laughs> sorry, I didn't know how to respond to bracketology. Uh, you, that was the appropriate <laughs> response. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we're on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash TheUndebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form on there that you can send us a message. Um, you can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And we've got t-shirts on the site slash store. For the architect, Donnie Walsh. And our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sicklinard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. That was efficient. You spent the break working on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I listened to the end of the, I watched the first half and then listened to the second half of the um, Phoenix game on the radio. And after um, the game's over, I didn't realize this, but, uh, Basically, Mark calls Slick, and they just talk about the game, mm. and it was just great. Like that's if this is you know if this is what we get from Slick nowadays. I, I still I it was it was it was great. It was enough. I need I need more of it. So, if you guys um, if you do listen to the radio um, for your um, as a Pacer fan, just just stick around for about fifteen minutes after the game, and uh, you get some uh, Slick Leonard in your life, and it's always the best. Is Slick living in Arizona or something like that? Like, what is he doing up at? One o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah they kept him up for this game. Wow! <laughs> it's like somebody, somebody he put an alarm on or something. I don't know. He watches the game live. You know he there's, he doesn't miss a game. I don't know. I guess I'm just impressed with anybody that can stay up past ten, 
these days. You don't sleep <laughs> at all. What do you care about? You, you, it doesn't sleep matter what time games are on. That's a good point. You're just always awake. <laughs> this is true. 